Good morning, church. Excited to worship you this morning. We're going to lift our hearts with gratefulness to the Lord. Why don't you stand up, put your hands together, and we're going to worship together. There is no shadow that has ever overcome your life. There is no rival that could ever stand against your might. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, we've already won. There is no weapon that has ever left a mark. Show me one thing he can't do Show me a mountain 
Father, this week, we come to you as the author of everything that we are. And we know that we've got nothing worthy of what you've given us. So God, we just come with our gratitude. We lift our hands to you. We lift our voices to you. Oh 
so thankful we have nothing to bring that is worthy of everything that you've given us. But God, this morning we offer our praise to you as the God who's forever faithful, the God whose promises never fail. And year after year and age after age, you never change. So we can always put our trust
we're so thankful that season after season and year after year, we still have you as our firm foundation. And the promises that you made, you are faithful, God. We can trust in you as our firm foundation because we know that if you said it, it will come to pass. And we believe that, God. So this morning, God, we just pour out our gratitude. We just pour out our praise. Because it's everything we have to give and you are so worthy of it. God, have our hearts this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, we have a seat. Well, good morning, Anastasia Church family. We are so glad that you are joining us today. Hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving filled with family and friends and lots of food and you woke up from your Thanksgiving naps and you made it here. So great job. Good to see you all. Um, We have a few announcements happening. If this is your first time, I want to start off by saying welcome, welcome. We have a gift for you out at the atrium and you can text the number 904-441-6900. Text the word connect. That will pull up our digital connect card. And whether you're visiting with us today or you've been here for a while, that's a great way to connect with us. Let us know any prayer requests that you might have. You can send them through um, that phone number. And also... That's a great way if you are wanting to give your offering this morning. It's a multi-purpose tool, and our announcements are also available through that link. So please take advantage of it and use that, if you will. A few announcements. This Friday, we will have our 13th annual Caroling at the Gazebo downtown. It's going to be a wonderful time of singing traditional caroling and being together. So if you'd like to join us, it'll be at 6 p.m., You can bring lawn chairs, a blanket, and um, just be encouraged in this Christmas season as we get ready for um, what's to come. Also, on Sunday the 3rd, we will have our next congregational meeting. We will be discussing a lot of important things during that, one of which is our budget for the 2024 year. And with that, I'm going to ask Bill, our church administrator, to come and share some more information. Good morning. So, you know, 2023 has been a a challenging and very fulfilling year for the church. And and Sam's going to talk about a lot of those things in this sermon. And so I'm just going to talk a little bit about the budget that we're going to vote on next week. First of all, the budget, the top number on the budget has not changed in three years. It's the same budget that we've had for for the three years. But we have to put numerous the budget that uh hello hello we have to put numerous things in the budget and so we have to keep piling um more items into the same budget number so things change a little bit this year we've actually added 103 into the budget building um but the good news is you know we're doing ministry we're doing ministry this year every next year and next year we're going to do it in some shiny brand new buildings and we're going to do it bigger and better than we've ever done it before and that's the most important thing we need to know about the budget is that it's not about the money it's about the ministry and that we're going to get the ministry done no matter what and so if you come next sunday 
at 4 p.m. in this building right here. Talk about the budget. And I will answer all of your questions in detail. And I will give you all the numbers that you ever wanted to see in your life. Um, there's quite a few numbers on here. I'm not going to go through all those numbers with you. But I would just like to say that we are very thankful for what we have. For what we will get. So let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to give. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house and worship and serve. Father, we ask us to we take this offering that you would keep us firmly in the center of your will, Father, and that we would use the budget for everything that you would have us use it for. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, church. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Anybody tired of leftovers at this point? A few of you guys in the house. No more leftovers, right? Well, hey, uh, we're glad that you're here. We certainly have so much to be thankful for in the life of our church. We're going to talk a little bit more about that this morning. But I, I don't know if you heard, there's a little bit of a buzz going around St. Augustine from Friday night, pun intended there. But uh, uh, I don't know if you saw the St. Augustine High School football team uh, won their game last uh, or this past Friday night and moved their record to 12-0. and And uh, congratulations to our St. Augustine Yellow Jackets football team. From my understanding, they have one more game, and if they win this next game, they have a chance at the state playoffs. A big deal for our St. Augustine High School football team. So congratulations to the students, the players, the coaches, and the school, and uh, we're cheering for you and rooting for you. You know, as we consider, I know that many of those uh, St. Augustine players and team are, are celebrating this past win that they had, but I know that they're celebrating the potential opportunity they have to play in a future state championship. And so we're excited for them. But you know, for us here at Anastasia, as we enter into a season of gratitude and thankfulness and looking back on the year behind us, I, I want to say that we have some wins of our own that really God has accomplished in us. And so I, I want to take a minute this morning to celebrate some of the wins that we saw God accomplish in and through of us. And again, the hope this morning is not to point uh, directly towards us, but to praise God for what he has accomplished in and through us. We are merely the vessels, we are the, the servants whom he uses for his glory and kingdom. But I think it's important for us to stop and take a moment and consider all that God has done uh, from a vantage point. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to look at a passage of scripture from the book of Galatians. And Paul gives a word to the churches in uh, Galatia that I think is a word that we should too hear uh, considering what God has done in and through us this past year. And Paul wrote to many churches in Galatia, which is modern day Turkey now. And as he wrote through the, to them over time, he tried to encourage their leaders. He tried to remind them to stay centrally focused on the gospel. Because see, the churches in Galatia, just like the churches of today, were easily influenced sometimes by culture rather than being persuaded and focused in on the gospel and spreading the gospel. So he wrote to them early on, and it was kind of almost a little bit of guidance for them to stay focused on the central message of salvation. But then in the latter part, which we're going to look at here in Galatians 6, the last part uh, of the book of Galatians we see that Paul is writing to the church of Galatia because we see them making a difference, committing themselves fully to the gospel. And so he gives a word of kind of encouragement to them, almost saying, good job for being faithful to what God has called you to. 
And I think in that, there's a word for us this morning. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to turn to Galatians chapter 6. And we're going to look at starting in verse 8. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. And if you can this morning, will you please stand in the honor of the reading of God's word. Galatians 6, verse 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit from the Spirit reap eternal life. Verse 9, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap, if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated this morning. Paul, I think, in the last part of Galatians, gives three words of encouragement to the churches in Galatia. And I think the first thing is he acknowledges what God had accomplished in and through them. Uh, He was acknowledging their obedience to the call, to the obedience of preaching and teaching the word. But here's one thing that I think that we can write down that applies to us here at Anastasia. God, through Paul, tells them that they are blessed by what God had accomplished in them, right? And so you can write down, we are blessed by what God has accomplished in us. I think as we look back at this past year, we are blessed that God has worked immeasurably more in us than we could have thought or imagined. And and I think that that was true for the churches in Galatia. And and I I love what Psalms 107.1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. See, as Paul wrote to the churches in Galatia, he was helping them realize that everything that was good in their church, all the things that they had accomplished, all the things that God had done through them were due to God's credit and his glory. In other words, it wasn't because of what they did, it was because of what God did. Church, similarly here, I would say, what God has done here at Anastasia, the good things, it's because of his goodness and his faithfulness and his love that we have seen him do some immeasurably great things this year. All that is good within our church, the goodness of God, all the blessing, all the power and all the encouragement have come out of what God has done and is doing. It is an overflow of his blessing on us. Amen. That is the God that we serve and we've seen God do some incredible things. Anastasia, God has worked through you, through amazing ways, through your obedience, through your serving, through your giving, through your faith. We have seen some incredible things this year. Now, I want to recap just a few of those things from my vantage point. And listen, these are not all the ways that God worked, but I think there are some pretty remarkable ways in which he worked. But before I share some of these ways in which God worked, I believe that we need to give him all the glory. And we need to be excited about what God is accomplishing in his church. It's for his kingdom, it's for his glory that we see these things happening. You know, one of the ways that I see most incredibly that God has worked in our church is that he is still doing what he has always done, and that is changing lives for eternity. God has been working in our midst, in our church, and he is changing lives for all eternity. He is giving hope to those who are hopeless. He is restoring joy to those who are joyless. And he is giving plans and hope for future of eternal life through his son, Jesus. And so I I want us to throw up our first slide here. One of the greatest ways that we saw God work is, again, changing lives. If you can go to the next one there. 
One of the ways that we've seen God work is we have had 230 decisions for Christ this year in 2023. Amen? 230. Now, these decisions were decisions to trust Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, decisions to rededicate their lives to serving the Lord. And out of those 230 decisions, many took a next step of faith and publicly declared their faith and trust in Jesus through baptism. And we had 83 people get baptized this year at Anastasia. Isn't that incredible? Now listen, in the last 11 months of 2023, we have seen more decisions and more baptisms than we saw in the last 12 months of the last four years. God is working in immeasurably ways. Uh, I, I can remember this past summer uh, at Vacation Bible School. Uh, we've done something a little different over the last few years, and we've uh, given kids who've made a profession of faith at Vacation Bible School an opportunity to get baptized that Friday at the celebration. And we brought out in here in the CLC our portable baptism. I'm, I'm sure you may have seen it at some point. But we had so many kids getting baptized, I was worried at one point that we were going to run out of water in the baptismal. I actually had to, we didn't have enough towels in the sanctuary to bring over for the kids getting baptized. So I had to go buy more towels. Isn't that a good problem to have, church? That's only because of God's faithfulness that we see that. Not only do we see God change lives, we also saw people come alongside of what the church is doing. You can go to the next slide. We had 220 people partner in church membership in this past year. Now listen, I call church membership a partnership because it is. It's an opportunity for us as we join in that partnership to be an encouragement to the body of believers here at Anastasia. But listen, it's also an opportunity for us to be encouraged by the body of believers here at Anastasia. That's the relationship that God desires his family to have, to be both encouraged and both be an encourager to the body. We had 220 people partner with membership well, our life group numbers increased to 35 total, and that's here on the island campus. And we have 35 groups. Some of those meet on campus. Some of them meet off campus. Some of them meet during the weekend. Some of them meet uh, during the week. But these life groups are a place where true community can happen. Listen, there are a lot of people in here, and so it's, it's hard for you at certain times to be in deep relationship with all these people in here. Small groups are an opportunity for you to have that deep relationship that God desires, to be encouraged, to grow, to be disciple, and to study God's word. And so life groups are very, very important to us. Not only did we see people partnered with membership, and uh, we had leaders step up to lead life groups. You can go to the next slide. We also are a church that's very committed to sharing the gospel, not only in our community, but across the world. And this year we celebrated having 38 different missions partnerships, both locally and globally. Listen, church, that is an amazing number. God is working through you in immense ways. Many of you serve these local partnerships. Many of you have went on mission trips globally to serve those partnerships. And these partnerships are partners with locally with a lot of nonprofits. Uh, they include food banks. Many of you volunteer or bring in food for those food banks. Uh, we serve orphanages globally. We have medical clinics that we partner with. We have international churches who we are coming alongside of. We have refuge centers for women who have been abused or need help and guidance. Uh, these partnerships help it make possible for us to send out more than a thousand Christmas shoe boxes around the world. That's incredible. 
These partnerships are only possible because of your faithfulness, you're willing to serve, and you're willing to give. Now listen to this. We gave over $500,000 collectively as a church. This is you coming together through your faithfulness, $500,000 to these missions partnerships, both locally and globally. Can we give God a round of applause for what he's doing? That's amazing, church. These funds support missionaries across the world, missions teams in these partnerships. We've seen God do incredible things. Just this past week, uh, we sent a team to Ecuador who just arrived a few hours ago. And so they're going to be serving in Ecuador, serving children there. That's all because of these partnerships. But you know, one of the big objectives, one of the big goals that we've had over the last few years is to reach more of our community with Christ and to provide a space, not only for outreach, but to house the growth that God has given us here at Anastasia. And, uh, this has been our, our Four Generations Faith Campaign. And, and you notice as you come in, we're, we're inching closer to the completion of our rec center and our next gen center. And, and can, can I tell you, we've had our challenges along the way. Uh, if you remember, we started our faith campaign, our Four Generations Faith Campaign, and then just a few weeks later, the pandemic hit. <laughs> And so there's been some challenges. Following that, cost of construction went up, interest rates went up, all these things and challenges were ahead of us. But you can go to the next slide. Even in the midst of all that was going on through God's faithfulness, through your partnership, we have raised over $1.1 million in 2023 for four generations to come. Can we give God a round of applause for that? That brings our total to $6,543,153.31. That's incredible, church. You know, as we think about the challenges that we face and the challenges ahead, which I'm going to talk a little bit more, you know, moving forward with this vision that we felt that God was leading us to, God gave us a vision where not just a few of us could be involved in it. God gave us a vision and a plan where he said, I need you all in. Everybody needs to play a part and be committed to what God has called us to. And that's the call of it, that we need to continue to push forward. We need to continually move forward in the midst of what God has called us. There's an immense need. You know, uh, this year in, in our children's ministry, especially on Sunday mornings, there have been multiple times where we were running out of seats for kids to sit during worship. And so we had to order more seats for the kids. That's a good problem to have, right? And then in our youth ministry, yeah, amen, give God a great praise. In our youth ministry, multiple times on Wednesday night, they ran out of chairs. And so they had to frantically go to other buildings to find chairs. But even still, we are running out of space because of the growth that God is blessing us with here at Anastasia. But it's a reminder for us of God's calling for us not only to, with our rec center, outreach into the community, but also to provide a space of worship that can accommodate the growth that we're seeing, but also for future generations to hear the good news of Jesus. God has blessed us immensely in 2023. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faith. But I want to echo what Paul said to the church of Galatians. Don't grow weary in what God has called us to. Don't grow weary in the good work that God has put before us. Because Anastasia, I don't believe God's done working in us. Amen? Amen? Anastasia, I believe that God has big plans for us in 2024. And it's such a big plan. It's such a big opportunity. It takes all of us to be all in and committed to it. And I believe if we stay committed, we're going to see God do some incredible things in 2024.
So not only do I see that we're blessed by what God has accomplished into us, but the second thing that you were write down this morning, I think that we are blessed by the opportunity that God has given us. Blessed by the opportunity God has given us. Paul writes, for in due season we will reap, comma, if we do not give up. Paul tells the church, if you don't give up pursuing the gospel and pursuing the glory of God, God is going to bless the church by kingdom growth. He is going to move the gospel in ways that are profound. He's going to change lives. We're going to see God's blessing over the church. Reminds me of what, Matthew, or what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into the harvest. Listen, God has given us an incredible opportunity. Don't miss it. Don't give up on it. Don't grow weary in it. Because I believe that if we keep pursuing and we keep staying faithful to what God has called us to do, we are going to see his blessing in our community, in our church. I want to share just a few opportunities in which I think God has given us. Uh, you can go to the next slide. You know, our, our mission here is helping people embrace the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ. We believe that. We want to share the good news of Jesus with the world and our community around us. Can I tell you, God has helped provide that opportunity. Uh, this time over last year, we have seen a 10% increase in attendance uh, during our weekend worship service than we saw the year before. God is growing our opportunity to reach more people for his kingdom. Don't give up. Keep inviting people to church. Keep reaching. Keep sharing the gospel. I believe that's the calling that God has put before us and the opportunity that he's given us. But this growth, just as I shared, as we're running out of space in some areas for ministry, has been one of the reasons why we're pushing forward uh, with the construction of our, our new buildings. Because we want to reach our community. You can go to the next slide. We're in an exciting season in 2024. In the next four to six months, as they say, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, right? Uh, we're going to finish completion of our rec center. That's exciting for us. You know, our heart for the rec center is, is to run a lot of outreach ministry out of this facility. And we're excited that uh, we're going to run a, a ministry called Upward Sports in this upcoming year. And this is a ministry that's going to be uh, not just limited to, but we're going to start with basketball and cheerleading. And uh, this is going to be an outreach. We, we get to open our, our gym, our rec center uh, for kids uh, to come play basketball or to do cheerleading, but most importantly, to hear the gospel. Upward Sports Ministry has established one, and, and they say that over 50% of those who participate in Upward Sports Ministry are unchurched and unreached. God has given us an incredible opportunity to reach our community for Christ. And in the next eight, ten, eight to 10 months, Lord willing, in the creek don't rise, right? And construction doesn't get stalled. We're going to finish our next gin center. And this is an exciting time. This is going to be where our children and youth get to worship. This is where they're going to have enough space, enough chairs, enough place to worship and to hear about Jesus. This is where we're going to see more people come to know faith in Jesus. But again, it takes each and every one of us committing to be all in. I shared with you earlier that there's been some challenges as we continued with our Four Generations Faith Campaign. And we still have challenges ahead. But I believe that if we each and every one of us commit to the vision that God has given us here at Anastasia, that we can accomplish it. 
but we need to be all in. One of the short-term things, you can go to the next slide, one of the short-term goals for us to stay on target is to raise $300,000 before the end of this year. And I know that's, that's a challenge, that's a tough order, but I believe if each and every one of us commit to the vision that God has given us, we can see God accomplish that in and through us. See, a part of that, a part of that is running to this part of our vision to embrace the opportunities of rapid growth in our community. I don't know if you noticed this, but St. John's County, St. Augustine is growing. <laughs> if you don't believe it, just drive on US 1 north or south, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You'll see all the growth happening here in St. Augustine. I, I read a recent report that uh, St. Augustine, or St. John's County is the sixth fastest growing county in the state of Florida. I think we've actually dropped just a little bit from where we were, but nevertheless, growth is happening here where we are. Now, growth has a lot of challenges, especially when it comes to traffic. We're all familiar with that. But can I tell you, growth also is an opportunity for us. People are moving here. And we as a church, we have been given an opportunity to reach more people for the name and the kingdom of Jesus. God is bringing people here of all backgrounds, of all walks, of all nationalities right here. And we have an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with them. Church, we got to embrace this opportunity. In the words of Paul, don't grow weary, don't give up. For in due season, if we stay faithful to the calling that God has placed on us, we are going to see God's blessing here at Anastasia. Remain faithful. Next slide, just quickly. Uh, another part of our vision is we see more people. We know that there are challenges for families. And so we're uh, running to embrace the power of our, uh, one more slide back, sorry. Running to embrace our, our calling to reach families and to care for families. And so uh, we talk about running to embrace the challenges of families. In 2024, I'm excited. We're gonna be launching a brand new ministry here on this campus. It's called the Reengage Marriage Ministry. And this is an incredible ministry uh, for couples to go through, whether you're, you would consider your marriage is great or you're on your last leg. It's a, a ministry dedicated to discipling couples and mentoring them and sharing the good news and hope of Jesus in their marriage. Not only that, we're committing to marriages. We have a ministry here that's been going for just over a year called the Care Ministry, which is committed to walking with families who are adopting, fostering, or in guardianship. Currently, we have 10 families that we are walking with right now. We're not giving up on our commitment to families and to marriages. We're gonna push harder in 2024 to care for our families. Lastly, we're gonna continue to run to embrace the power of our mission in Christ. See, we're not giving up on God's great commission to us, to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And we know that that starts here, that starts globally, and we're gonna continue. Uh, in 2024, we're gonna have missionaries going to Nicaragua, Ecuador, France, and Costa Rica. When I say missionaries, that's you sitting in the, in the seats right here. We're gonna have teams going out. And in fact, we already have a team in Nicaragua, as I said, or Ecuador right now. We're gonna continue to embrace God's calling on our life to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. Church, there are challenges ahead of us, just as there were challenges for the church in Galatia. But I wanna give you the word, don't give up. Don't neglect, don't forsake the calling that God has given us, and here's why. 
This is the third thing you can write down because we are blessed to have the message of eternal life. You and I, friends, have the hope of eternity, salvation through Jesus Christ. Paul wrote, but the one who sows in the spirit will reap from the spirit eternal life. Paul, in his message to the Galatian church, he, he gives us two pictures here. He says that we can either sow and plant into the things of this world and reap corruption, or we can plant and sow into things that are eternal. What are those things? Things that are eternal are our relationship with the Lord Jesus, spending time with him, devoting our lives to his mission and call in our life. These are things of eternal value. Sharing the gospel with the world around us that is lost, these are of eternal value. Paul would say in Romans chapter one, verse 16, for I am unashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew and to the Greek. You and I carry with us the message of salvation in Christ Jesus. Let us not neglect sowing into the things that are of eternal value, into sharing the gospel. Real quick, I, I grew up in a agricultural community in, in a little town called Bushnell, Florida. And uh, in Bushnell, I always used to tell that there are more cows than people, and I believe that to be true. But there were a lot of agriculture and farming that took place there. I regularly, as I was driving, would see large crops and large fields of, uh, you know, corn or potatoes or watermelon, all these things. And I would see oftentimes workers out in the fields gathering those things. And in my community, that was, that was pretty common. In my teenage years, I thought it would be good for me to uh, plant a garden of my own. And I'd seen my grandfather do it. And I thought, you know, now's my time to plant a garden. And so I worked very hard one summer and I tilled the ground. I made rows. I put a fence around my garden. I mean, I worked the whole summer. And I planted the seeds. I watered. I fertilized. And I began to wait. And I began to wait and continued to wait. And I never saw any growth I began to get frustrated, and I thought, man, what am I doing wrong? I, I felt like I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. And finally, I, I went to a farmer that was in my church, been farming all his life, more than 30 years. And I said, listen, I planted this garden, and I'm not seeing any growth. I, and, I, and he says, well, tell me all what you did. And I said, well, I, well I, you know, I planted the seeds, I watered, I tilled the ground, I fertilized it, I've watched it, I've kept, you know, I put a fence around it, I did all these things. And he's like, yeah, it sounds like you're doing all the things right. And then he says, yeah, where do you live? And I began to tell him where I live, and, and before I could even finish it, he began to chuckle. And he says, listen, where you live, the soil is sandy. It's bad soil there. You're never going to grow anything. And I was disappointed because I'd spent my entire summer working to grow a little crop in my backyard, and I found out that I was never going to be able to grow anything. I want to share a part of that story for you and I we can plant and we can sow seeds into things of this world. We can dedicate our lives to it. We can pour over it. We can water it. We can try to watch over it and guard it and do all that we think that we can. Only to realize that in the end, these were not things of eternal value. Paul challenges the church to commit themselves to planning and sowing things that are of eternal value. It's a challenge for us to this morning as a church, as individuals, to not give up on God's call for us 
to sow things eternally, to commit ourselves to the mission of sharing the gospel with our community and to the world around us. We have an opportunity that's before us in 2024 to see God do some incredible things. If we don't give up and grow weary to that which he has called us to. Church, let's stay faithful. Let's stay faithful. Let's give God thanks and praise for all that he has accomplished in our church. For him be the glory forever and ever. But church, let's not think that God is done using us now. God's got a big plan for us ahead. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, God. We want to give you all praise and honor and glory this morning. Maybe for some of us this morning, God, we need to rededicate our life. Maybe we need to commit to a relationship with you, Lord. God, I pray, Father, that as we have an opportunity to respond to your word, to your message this morning, that we would do so. God, we give you all glory for what you are doing here in this church. God, give us the strength to not give up, not be weary in the calling that you have given us, but to press forward in believing in faith that, God, you have more. We love you, and we pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God, let's, let's respond this morning as God leads. Let's stand. Let's worship. You come as the Lord leads. You come. Amen. Church this morning, church this morning, let's continue to just give God the glory for every good thing that he's given us this year.
Amen.